Welcome to Reviewing Westworld, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Westworld on HBO and Sky Atlantic. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is David, how's it going? I'm very well, thanks. Good, uh, so we're here for the season finale, possibly the series finale, we'll talk about that as we go through. Season 4 episode 8 is the episode itself, uh, K Sarah Sarah is the name of the episode, <laughs> Um, so yeah, we might go one way or the other with this, depending on what happens in the coming days, weeks, or whatever the occasion. Um, but let's focus on the episode itself first. Uh, David, what did you think of the actual season finale? It's an interesting one. Um, I mean, to to quote another sci-fi, UK sci-fi series, they're all dead, Dave, because they're, 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 which is Red Dwarf, by the way, if you didn't, um, but, I didn't um, know that, no. Yes. Uh, I mean, the body count in this episode was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, the, the, there is the, the thing of... Uh, this could be it, I think. I mean, it, it does serve pretty well as a series finale, I I kind of thought. I mean, they ha- there is somewhere they could go at the end of it. But, I mean, yeah, they, they pretty much... Um, uh killed everybody at that point so i mean we'll we'll see where it goes but the episode itself i mean um yeah the the reveal that we had last week about um christina i think i was i think i said last week that's probably where they were going with it and it looks like i was right so there's that uh you got the full blown men in man in black kind of deranged version back again um so that was fun i it was interesting the way that they did kill off people in this episode because it was like you know very few kind of big battles there's something rather realistic about somebody just walking up and shooting somebody which is generally what happened you know there there were no kind of or there, there weren't a huge amount of of like huge battles between two characters it was just somebody had a gun walked up shot them in the head you know there was a lot of that going on um yeah i mean it's an interesting one i I think it ended in in a a, you know with with everybody where you kind of thought they were going to be um uh yeah i i i mean i enjoyed it i i i think if if that's where they're going to close the entire thing fine i think i think that it worked as a conclusion mm-hmm. um i'm kind of torn on on this episode because there's some there's i almost liked sort of half of this episode and i had a weird twist at a certain point like a weird sort of personal um likeness sort of twist in in this episode because my favorite thing up until around about last episode was what was going on with Christina because of the story stuff and I thought that was interesting and all that sort of thing that yeah. that ended up being my least favorite thing by the end of the the season so it went from my most favorite thing to least favorite thing and then I'll, I'll explain why in a second right and then, yeah and then uh the whole William like because I, I I was interested to see where they would go with the choice of him going back to his season two ish sort of self and I was enjoying that for the most part, up until, like, the actual kind of conclusion of it. Um, I thought it was quite bold Mm -hmm. to sort of, like, you know, 
he ends up getting his head cut open and um what's her name Dolores Hale or whatever she's called um like doing the like one of the weirdest things we've seen on this show which is saying something but so I I it was just my my biggest problem with the whole Christina Teddy stuff is just oh last episode like oh I'm not real um and then you're not real because like you're not real or whatever and then Teddy going I'm not real as soon as as soon as Teddy in this episode there was, there was like a turning point for me in the episode towards like the what would it be last 20 minutes of whatever when he was like oh I'm not real and I'm like you are you kidding me and then William shows up and he starts having <clears throat> you know a shootout with um Dolores Hale and I thought oh this is quite interesting and the, the the thing that specifically made the William part more interesting to me is what I didn't like before was him milling around the woods in Westworld and mm-hmm. just pointlessly, well not really pointlessly, it was the, the game to him killing people and that had gone on too long and gotten too tiring. He's doing kind of the same thing here which is the whole, because what, what William wants is <clears throat> the game to be the purge and him to be slinging his guns, walking around, shooting people. That's what he wants, but he wants to win that game and when you return to that and then he's in the city and they're doing this whole like purge thing in 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 the city stuff and then he's fighting Dolores Hale again I wasn't quite all you know okay with how that all wrapped up before that was a a bit strange but that was great up until that point and I was like I can't believe I'm enjoying at least for some some of the scenes some of the parts of it enjoying the William parts more than the uh, I must said Dolores more than the Christina Part. so that was like a strange I, d- I didn't anticipate that to, to happen I suppose that they'd set it up a bit more with Christina when it was like oh she's not real and then old oh, Teddy's not real but it's it's just funny because like we we work out that okay Dolores Hale's got this like ball thing in uh, like, underneath this thing in order to simulate it or, or whatever it was and then the simulation at one point just ends and then she ends up back in basically Westworld and it was like okay so like because there's been a long ongoing kind of theory with Westworld that I've that I've seen floating around, which is that like every single character in the show is in a simulation, none none of them at all are humans, and it's being controlled by someone else, and they're having fun just kind of again. This isn't me telling you this. I've, I'm just talking about um something I've been reading since like season one, season two ish, which is that like this whole thing, like the entirety of like all the parks and every single story that we've seen is all like a simulated game that someone else is playing, mm-hmm. which would make a certain amount of sense. But that wasn't what that was. And when you like do the whole, like sort of like the, the simulations ended in the city is gone. It's like, okay, but where, where is, because my, my question from that arises is, Okay, if if this is the end of the series, like, because for me, just on where I stand with that, if the series comes back, cool, tell me another story. Hopefully that story will be good and it'll be a bit different or whatever. If this is the end, then fine. Because it's also, okay, where you go from the end of this episode, because how, how do you actually, get given that we're in, like, so many simulations and all this other kind of stuff and the city was simulated and that wasn't, right like, sort of real, how do you actually, and when you've got characters that are, like, anthology versions of themselves and they can be copied and made new and that sort of stuff, how do you actually sort of properly end that story in a traditional TV sense? 
mm-hmm. because like what what do you what else do you do other than like ending a simulation um i don't know where 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 that would where well, that would go yeah i i think that is the problem is you're at a point with this now and i sort of said this last week is where do you go after this because you've oh. had you, you you had the original story which is based on the book which is the, which is you know the host uprising in the park and that sort of covered the first couple of seasons then you have them escape and get out into the world then you have the hosts winning and basically turning the humans into the hosts and by the end of this the human race is effectively dead and the hosts are living on in the sublime. Um, so where do you go from there? You know, y- you are sort of at a point where, yes, you could potentially come back for another season, but um, most of that season is going to take place in the sublime, presumably, unless, you know, there is a huge few remnants of humanity, but as they say in the show they're not going to last long so um i i I don't know i i I don't know where you go if you do come back for a fifth season i don't know you know because you've you've sort of almost concluded the story of the hosts they are now in their own virtual world and in control of their own well, I mean, they're not even completely in control of their own destiny because Dolores has basically become um, Ford at that point. You know, mm-hmm. she is she is the person in control of their world. So, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where you go with it after that. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure either. So, but then we're not Jonathan Nolan or Lisa Joy. So, no. Yeah. Um, what we could do, by the way, because I was wondering, because this show's in a slight sort of limbo state, because we don't know, is it cancelled, renewed? Um, what do the creators want to do? Do they want, do they have another story to tell? That sort of stuff. So instead, what I was going to do, instead of jumping into like a series wrap up next week, um, we won't do that. Um, and unless we get like, basically once we get definitive news about, okay, whether the show is or isn't coming back or something, we can do some sort of, you know, podcast after that uh we'll just have to okay. wait to see the the, the news for that because if we, if we jump into like a series finale a uh, series okay. wrap-up thing and then they go oh, hey we're coming back for fifth season it'd be like oops <laughs> we did yeah. uh, we did it too early so uh we'll do we'll just have to see what's what sort of announced obviously if there's another if it gets renewed for season um five we'll just simply wait for the show to come back and then come back with it so because mm-hmm. uh, even though i didn't even though i didn't really enjoy the season overall that much or the the episode i'm not sort of like out on the on the show in any sort of way so and again with with where you sort of end things you can very much just jump in with season five with the refreshed story which could be interesting anyway so um yeah so we'll see uh what gets what gets announced in the coming days weeks months whatever so Mm-hmm. There we go. Um, do we know if Warner Brothers is because the, they've got two different sort of sides, haven't you? You got uh, the creators, like if they've got another story to tell, <clears throat> and then Warner Brothers, HBO, if they actually want to renew it. Have you heard anything on that side about like whether the show is saying good health, sort of thing? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it is one of their larger brands. I would think if they 
<clears throat> I, I I would think it's probably okay to bring back. Mm-hmm. Right, because I was just wondering, like, even if the creators want to bring it back, if Warner Brothers, HBO say, like, no, no, it's not, you know, doing well enough, and then it just gets cancelled. So, again, we shall see indeed. All right, uh, our sponsor at the moment is, of course, Manscaped. If you want to go and buy some of their products, they sell uh, different men's grooming products. So, uh, still very, it's still uh, very, very hot over here in the UK, although we did have some rain yesterday. But uh, if you still want to go and get yourself freshened up for the summer, or whatever the occasion may be, if you fancy buying some new men's grooming products, or for yourself or somebody else, uh, Manscaped sell those, and they uh, sell very, very good products for that. Uh, so, before you begin typing in anything or looking anything up you don't even need to type in manscape you can simply scroll down the link in your show notes it should be near the top ish uh, and you can click on the link in the show notes to go over to manscape's website they sell different razors shavers ear and nose hair trimmers uh different types of clothes deodorants all that type of stuff you can also get different sets of things as well so if you want some of that type of stuff you can have a look at what different sets they've got maybe something of interest to there for you um but of course you're wondering you know might have to spend some money uh you will still need to buy the products off of manscape but we've got the discount code for you which is where our good deal comes in with manscape so once you've selected what you want you have a good read uh, and you know you look at the pictures and stuff of the stuff that you want over there uh, once you've decided what you want to buy either for yourself or somebody else with the occasion once you get to the checkout point and you get to that promo code box click on that and type in eTalk UK, that's E T A L K UK, that will get you 20%. Make sure you click on apply, obviously, as well. Uh, that will give you uh, 20% off your order and that nice free shipping with your order with Manscaped. And just in case you don't want to scroll back to this part in the podcast, you know, and hear me say the promo code name again and all that type of stuff, it's written in your show notes. So you can either copy it from that, copy and paste it, whatever you want to do. All of the information that you need is in the show notes. So the link for the website. And that promo code so you don't have to come back and listen to me say the promo code again. So eTalk UK, E-T-A-L-K, UK, 20% off with Manscaped. Uh, in terms of the quality of their products and how good they actually are, uh, all very top of the line, professionally made, first hand, all that type of stuff. Uh, I know that, of course, because they sent me some stuff and it not only arrived in very good condition, um, the packaging itself, the items, the way that they were stored in the box, which is very nice as well. Um, so all really, really good stuff with Manscaped. So 20% off eTalk UK with Manscaped. Go and check out what they've got for you on offer. Uh, thanks to Manscaped <clears throat> for sponsoring Entertainment Talks podcast. And of course, thank you very much for listening. Uh, now let's do some housekeeping and then we'll get into the, at the moment, last recap. Hi there. If you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link, which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system, which is usually in the bottom right-hand corner, to send messages back and forth to Kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today. So that's Kualu, and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today. Thank you very much to Kualu for this affiliate link. Hi there. If you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcast and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talks previous ad-free podcasts and 
the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned, and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show, or a film review of your choice. So if you if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support entertainment talk, get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, once I got past a few technical issues, I was able to upload my review for Jurassic World Dominion. It's taken me a little bit of time to get to, there was some other stuff I needed to do. Unfortunately, I didn't enjoy the film at all, really. I didn't give it a hard skip, gave my different reasons for that, uh, because of course I give different reasons as to why I give different ratings, because that's what you do when you choose a rating system, you give your reasons as to why. Uh, I still gave it a skip rating, very, very disappointing film. Um, basically didn't quite make use of the premise it had actually set up and decided to do a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, but that's for Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, it's still out at cinemas in certain places if you do want to watch it. I think it'll be available on streaming soon as well. So that's Jurassic World Dominion. And that's the last of that trilogy. I don't know what they're going to do next. I doubt that you kill off the Jurassic franchise given that that film made like a billion dollars. It'll um, be back some point. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't think somebody in a boardroom would go, hey, big Jurassic name billion dollars now nah, we won't come back with that i i imagine it will uh come back in some way shape or form so uh that's for jurassic world dominion over on the united cast the premier league continues uh man united lost shockingly four <laughs> nil to brentford that was the scoreline at halftime by the way um, oh my god a, a, really? a, a, an incredibly chaotic messy first 20 minutes um led to some of some of the most bizarre, I think bizarre is the word to use, some of the most bizarre goals I've ever seen us concede where some of just the most basic mistakes were just completely baffling. Um, yeah, what, what, one challenge I'd like to give the audience, and maybe even you, David, go go check out our highlights video and go look at the second goal, particularly the second goal. There's a very sort of weird mistake made. I mean, there's mistakes made for all, all four of the goals, but that second one particularly is just really strange but anyway uh and next we face liverpool on monday night i don't know why that game's on monday night and not sunday because it should be usual super sunday but anyway that's monday uh liverpool aren't doing too well themselves they've drawn their first two games i'm not saying that we're going to beat liverpool because we can barely string some passes together but uh you know you just never know with football that's the overall message isn't it so you just never know uh but liverpool is next i don't know who's after that but i'll let you know on monday so that's that for that for now uh, over on Better Call Soul, of course, we have covered up to Season 6, Episode 12. We'll be covering the series finale um, tomorrow, so look out for that episode on Thursday. That will be for Season 6, Episode 13, so look out for that one. Uh, over on the podcast updates, um, made a decision that we are we're still going to cover House of the Dragon and eventually Tales of the Walking Dead if it's available anywhere, yes. like anywhere at all. Uh, but House of the Dragon, of course, Tales of the Walking Dead are two upcoming TV shows that we do have interest in. Uh, we decided with House of the Dragon to do a season uh, review once the first season's come out and finished. That'll be, what, eight episodes, I think, usually, for that uh, type of show? Eight or yeah, ten? Yeah, eight, eight or ten. Yeah, right, I'm right. not sure. So, uh, once that finishes its season, we are still going to cover it and talk about it, but we're just going to do it as a season review. And then, as we said, 
when Tales is available anywhere, I guess we'll watch it when well we'll still watch it, but I guess we'll well we can't really review it until it becomes available to watch anywhere because we can't talk about it if we haven't seen it. So I don't know what AMC's doing. It's not available on AMC UK, it's not available on the Microsoft store, it's not available on Amazon Prime to buy as a box set. It was nowhere at all. Mm-hmm. So uh very, very strange. You'd at least thought that they'd put it on that stupid BT channel. Um but no, it's it's nowhere to be found, nowhere to be seen. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. So uh, I mean, it's on AMC, obviously in the US. So, but nowhere over here. So, um, over on gaming talk last week, we did have to skip the episode this week on Sunday because I was wrapping up, um, finishing off my bedroom, and I just had no time, and I was completely and utterly exhausted. So, um, the gaming talk podcast from last week is uh, talking about Sony and Microsoft disagreeing on COD, and a fun story for Red Dead Redemption Online, as well as our gaming impressions, all that type of stuff, and a bunch of other news. We will be returning this Sunday for a new gaming talk episode, where there'll be quite some interesting things to talk about. So. Stay tuned for all that. Uh, the first game of the oh, that opening Premier League season uh, was Man United losing 2-1 to Brighton. Again, similar mistakes made. I won't go over everything here, of course. Uh, that's what the episodes are for. But that was that first opening game for that. Uh, did a list recently called Top 5 Best YA, which is young adult TV shows. So putting, um, of course... TV five TV shows, five of the best um, young adult TV shows. Of course, that has to fit into a particular age bracket because it's focused on young adults. So a particular age bracket for the main characters. Um, so a particular sort of bra- uh, brand of shows and that. And that was a fun list to do. So you can check out that list for all of that. And that's what we'll be doing recently on EntertainmentTalk.org and on podcast platforms. Also, it's a little bit early maybe to say this, but She-Hulk starts this week. We'll be doing a uh, season review for that when that finishes i believe that's nine episodes but uh yeah she hulk starts tomorrow and i'm very excited for it because it's obviously more mcu more she hulk so good stuff back on the westworld um see westworld season four and possibly the series question mark concluded on sunday night with k sarah sarah a finale that pit hail christina caleb um against a world on fire um and then it says here eps uh, the EPs tell, yeah, sorry, yeah. Um, the e- executive executive producers tell our sister site Deadline. Apparently, that's a sister site of TV Line. I didn't actually yes, know that, but um, we do now. Um, Say so there's no word on renewal yet. Yeah, they're figuring things out as we discussed earlier. The finale opens with a street littered with corpses. Civilians kill each other without mercy or ceremony. Turning once quiet city blocks into uh, war zones, basically fleeting. Um, guests, castings, uh, come and go. It says, hey, Stephen Ogg. Um, Yeah, nice to see him. Had no idea that was going to happen, so that was good. A young sharpshooter takes out a handful of these people. Uh, Before William, of course William is here, because this is what he loves. He steps in, kind of from the, not from the shadows, from the mist, or whatever you'd call it. Uh, Steps out from the darkness and whatever. Uh, The man in black is very much plunged into the world of chaos and returned to his element. Um, I wrote in, uh, you can see I wrote in uh, brackets there, COD camper reference. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's not just a, it's not just a COD like right. reference. I it, mean, that's a, it's a gaming reference, which, right. yeah. you know, fits in because he, he, he makes some comment about the, the sniper that's been like just sat up in a building taking people out going Dan Camper or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, it, it's, it's sometimes funny to get people annoyed on online games. And if that's the way you want to do that. Uh, yeah, camping in a game on COD and <laughs> doing that, it could be uh, very, very funny. Very, very funny. Not when you're on the other end of it and you see someone no. sitting like behind a door. Trust me, I've I've been there. 
Um, I've been on both sides of that equation. So, uh, good stuff, good stuff. Um, yeah, Stephen Nog, unfortunately, not lasting very long, but it, it, it was good to see him, nonetheless. Yeah. Um, so, what's he done there? He's been G- GTA, which is where he sort of got his big, kind of... That's where, that's where more people started to... I, well, that, that's where a lot him. of people know him from because of the fact that, you know, he played Trevor in that and, and you know, that that's that's such a huge game that that's where everybody kind of knows mm-hmm. him from. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he's he popped up in an episode of Better Call Saul. Walking Dead, obviously, he's probably the other big thing that people know him from. And Snowpiercer, yeah. he's been in as well okay. more recently. Cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, people would know him from GTA Five as well because the game sold. Uh, I think they, did, they Rockstar did like an update thing the other day. It sold like 170 million copies, <laughs> like a bajillion that's, copies. That's, of that's ridiculous. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, we're gonna talk so. about that on the gaming talk this week. But yeah, 170 million copies. It's crazy. It's uh interesting. Um, so a lot of people have seen him basically. So yeah, he was uh, Trevor on that, and then, uh, what was his name on Walking Dead? Uh, Simon on Walking Dead. Simon, right. He played Pike on Snowpiercer. Okay, and then he was in Better Call Saul for like a couple of episodes. Uh, w- yeah, a couple of episodes. Uh, Sobchak, he was. Hmm. Cool. On, but... Um, but yeah, for this kind of your cold open, I guess for the episode, uh, this was quite interesting, quite cool. Uh, th- this was for me the start of like, oh, William is again doing kind of the same thing, but in different environment, different context, different thing has kind of happened. So I thought that was, it's cool to see him do that. I just want to see him do it in an interesting situation, which which this was that. So, um, but yeah, it's interesting to see, because um, I mentioned, we mentioned last week about the whole Purge type stuff. You said you hadn't seen the films, I don't think. I hadn't seen like all of them yet, but I uh, saw that in the TV show. This is very much like Westworld turning into that, basically, just without the time difference thing, because it's like legal yeah. for 12 hours or whatever. So... Uh, this was this was cool. So it's a good way to sort of introduce or reintroduce like William into the episode as well, and uh, do some do some fairly uh, good action. I thought it was uh, quite good. So uh, yeah, an entertaining start to the episode. What did you think? Yeah, no, I mean it's it's William setting the world up to be this kind of you know game. He wants to kill everything, and he's basically said humanity's on the way out anyway so let's make a game out of it and we and i'm you know i'm gonna be the winner um and yeah the little references to the fact that there's this sharpshooter that's taking people out that <laughs> i i laughed at that camper reference i thought that was quite funny yeah um and yeah always nice to see Stephen Ogg pop up into something he's great so uh you know and and the way that he's going stick with me i've killed hundreds of these boof, and then it takes out his head you know yeah it's really yeah. good but well, word, of, word of advice you don't want to be because he's in cover right slowly walking backwards with the back of his head pointing outwards and i'm like yeah. no nah, you don't want to be you don't want to be doing that you want yeah, to you want to be turning around and making sure you're facing that way mm-hmm. in case something hits you in the back of the head i thought somebody was just going to shoot him but he gets uh i think he gets like, like an axe to the head so yes he does yeah yeah don't don't walk backwards out of cover <laughs> is the yeah. uh is the advice there i think so anyway there we go uh good start to the episode back at the tower hails faceless subordinate so the guards basically um recover and revive her um make me stronger she tells them but leave my scars i want to remember my past her voice is quiet and strong held steady by resolve uh, she ascends the uh tower to see williams 
handiwork for herself. Uh, there she finds the message that Bernard recorded on a tablet um, seconds before William shot him. Which was in last week's episode. It turns out that Bernard had left uh, the message specifically for Hale. Uh, I don't know if we've seen... We've seen like in the show like bodies get recovered. Like we saw Maeve's body um, a few episodes get sort of dug up. Because uh, that was from the explosion and, and that sort of thing. I don't know if we've seen... Have we seen somebody with like a headshot get... Because this was a very quick sort of like... Hey just put this thing on your head and sort of like... Fill the hole in your head and then like b- boot you back up or you know, not not reboot but like boot you back up and you're kind of good to go. Because um, we we've seen like different types of deaths in the show and characters get kind of revived before. Obviously the thing with Bernard and and Maeve was a was a little bit different um, and it also took a lot longer as well. But um, yeah, what did you think of like how that sort of happened? I thought I thought it was. <laughs> interesting i suppose yeah i mean the the thing is even if they'd he shot her in the head and managed to hit and take out the pearl which you'd think um she would have some protection around that anyway i mean you would have thought that any sensible like host body she built for herself would have some sort of titanium shell around that pearl to keep it safe because that's Mm -hmm. them but even so, even if that wasn't the case, surely she had a backup of herself somewhere. So, I mean, it doesn't seem that unreasonable that they, they brought her back. Um, I, and I rather like the sort of make me stronger thing. And then they sort of reveal this, this like, I don't know what it was. Yeah, some sort of titanium skeleton thing that they, they brought out. Um and again, you kind of think, why didn't she have that at the beginning? You know. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, what do you think of the comment like, "Leave my scars. I want to remember my past." Because there's a bit of sort of cutting that's going on and um, things yeah. like that. So, it, it, interesting that a host would want that mm-hmm. to happen. I suppose. Well, yeah, like... and I mean, the, this was. A... I think they made. Uh, when Maeve was talking to her instead of saying you know she's Hale tries to say that she's sort of above it all and you know doesn't have attachments but then she leaves keeps the body that has the scars on it so there is there is humanity in her there is a certain amount of sort of you know she's not as detached as she tries to make out she is Mm. which i think is is interesting yeah which we see some of i suppose later in the episode so yeah um but yeah interesting kind of mechanics and things like that um i like to see again i like to see the cool stuff cool stuff in the show about like how things are put together and how things are assembled mm-hmm. things like that so that was cool at her apartment christina is reeling from the rel- uh rel- Revelation. Late revelation, I can't read today. Uh, that she <laughs> isn't real. Um, Teddy channels um, Descartes with and with an I think, uh, therefore I am platitude. But Christina is overcome with confusion and grief, of course she would be. Uh, she suddenly realises that she was never alone because the part of her that created this world created her friends to keep her happy. That means Maya, who we've been wondering about, was a figment of Christina's uh, mind, a construct she dreamt up. So she wouldn't feel alone 
she says she needs to wake up uh, and she and Teddy kiss on her balcony. Um, yeah, I think James Marsden is it, it's James Marsden, isn't it? And yes. uh, Rachel Evanwood are both winning with that uh, with that particular situation. So yeah, yeah, good good on both of them. Uh, I don't know if either of them are married or whatever, but obviously this is a TV show, so different stuff. But uh, <laughs> still, uh, still they're both still winning with uh, with that situation. <laughs> um, yeah, this this is where this this started to to lose me. This, this whole like oh this slow like episode by episode thing of like oh you're not real and I'm not real and Maya's not real and it's all just a simulation thing. Um, which okay by the end of the episode like the city was simulated and that kind of stuff, but. I just yeah, it, as the, even as the episode tried to sort of explain it, I was like, you're you're sort of losing me here because I I was, I was the points that I was interested in with Christina was like, okay, she's making these stories, it's affecting people. We saw what in the uh, almost a pilot episode in the premiere episode of this season, like the guy saying, hey, you're affecting us. I thought that was gonna be it was kind of explored, but I thought it was gonna go a bit deeper, and then. You know, Maya's there, her supportive friend. I liked that kind of relationship and stuff. And then Teddy comes along. I I thought this was going to be a bit more of sort of, um, and maybe this is just my expectations clashing with the creator's vision, which is which is fine. It's not my story to tell; it's theirs. But there's cert there's certain ways as viewers that things do and don't make sense to us, and things that we what ways that we look at stories, and would think, okay, it's fine that you as a creator chose to go that way. I just would have preferred. It's something different and that's kind of where I'm falling with that um but as the episode tried to explain it more and like it's a simulation and Maya's not real another simulation and Teddy's not real it just and like her involvement with the tower was interesting and more people started getting involved with the tower and I thought that was cool that didn't really play out on Christina's side as much so th- this is just where that started the, the whole sort of like none of us are real I I was sitting there wondering like okay, what what does the show want me to? Because you know when people write these shows and make these shows, they put in like okay, we're gonna make this character do this thing, or the plot's gonna go this way, and our intention is for a viewer to feel one of these few things or or one of these one of these things. And I I kind of want to know with with this, what was it that they wanted me to get out of that? Because what I was thinking and feeling probably wasn't what they want wasn't what the you know intention probably Mm. was um but where where do you fall on this uh this uh christina thing well you do bring up an interesting point about um where some of this possibly slightly falls down and i am a bit confused by which is she she's not real you know she can't be seen by people um because she is essentially the computer that is controlling the host i mean not the host the people the you know the population the she's she, she's the scripts she's the script writer for the people um <clears throat> um but then you had that interaction with um peter i believe his name was the guy that shows up and says ruining my was that a figment of her imagination was that something she dreamt because how did he see her if he was a real person how how did that happen because she isn't really there in that world so mm-hmm. uh, that that 
seems like a bit of a hole to me. I'm sure, I mean, unless it's something that she dreamt up as as a, as a way to sort of kick her into realising that something else was going on and she wasn't who she thought she was. So maybe that's the explanation for it. And he wasn't genuinely real. The guy that played Peter, by the way, I didn't notice until they did a little the recap at the start of this episode. It's a guy called Aaron Stanford, who was the lead on 12 Monkeys, the TV okay. show. Hmm. And I, I, it, it's, I hadn't noticed it the first time around, I don't think, but because um, I, I, it was just like, oh, oh, I know, I did recognise that face. But yes, um, so yeah, that that slightly confuses me. I, I mean, it would sort of make sense that you know, if she was trying to kick herself into becoming, I don't know, sentient again of realising that she isn't Christina, she's something else, and she's controlling these people maybe she imagined all that because the only person she had conversations with are the, you know, the friend and stuff. Yeah. About Peter. Um, what's his name? Uh, Teddy and Peter, Teddy and Maya. Yeah. And Maya. So, uh, and maybe Hale possibly, I can't remember, but the conversation in that, um, didn't they? So, so maybe that was part of her trying to wake herself up. Um, I mean, the idea that she is in a simulation rather than outside controlling people, um, that, uh, yeah, that sort of makes sense as I kind of, that's what I guessed last week when they were saying, um, you know, I'm not real. The everything else is... The everything else is not real and her kind of inventing everybody is kind of the friend. Yes, I like you say, it's not my story to tell, but I do kind of feel like it would have been more interesting had Bernard found a way of sending Teddy in to pull her out and, you know, getting Teddy out of the sublime to go and rescue her, maybe might have been a, a, a an inserting her into that system, inserting him into that system might have been more interesting than her imagining Teddy mm-hmm. as a way of doing it. But then maybe that takes some agency away from her because it's not her then pulling her out. It's somebody, it's a sort of white knight coming to the rescue sort of thing, which is possibly problematic. So it's I not, it's not interesting or great. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I can see why you have issues with with that bit of the mm-hmm. story of something because it is a bit everything's a dream, you know. Because because that leads me to my other question, right? This so this city was a simulation, yeah. Um, there is a real world somewhere in Westworld. So wh- where where is that? Ah, no. Well, the city itself wasn't a simulation. The no, but Hale unplugged it and then it dis- it disappeared, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Um, the, the, so the city, there is a real city, there is a simulated city, which are identical to each other. So the, um, so Christine thinks she's in the real world because it, it you, know, you know she's she is controlling and writing the scripts for these people those scripts are then being sent out through that tower and controlling the genuine people in the genuine cities does that make 
Right. So, so she she is in a, she is in a recreation of the real world, but she herself is not in the real world. She is in the computer system. She is the computer system essentially. Um, so mm-hmm. she is in the virtual environment, but the virtual environment is a copy of the real environment. So the reason they can't <clears throat> so they can't see her because she isn't there. She's in the in the virtual environment, but that is an exact replica of the real environment. And what she's programming into those virtual people, um, being uploaded into the actual real human population. That that was how I read it. Right. Yeah. So she is writing the stories for the genuine humans, and that's why there's chaos going on outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Cool. We're going to get back to uh, Christina in a later part as well uh a furious uh, while this is happening a furious hail remotely interrupts the says make out search yeah uh by by stomping out her hologram of new york city the building around teddy and christina begins to flicker teddy realizes hail is coming for them yes uh but christina declares uh, she won't give up her world without a fight hail destroys the hologram but keeps stomping uh, eventually cracking the tower floor and revealing what she's actually after one of says one of Dolores's pearls it's the one that's buried underneath this this floor thing um yes yeah, it's kind of like when you know when like um an invasion happens in a tv show and the characters like lift up a floorboard and you've got like a shotgun or something um mm-hmm. it's a bit like that wasn't it like that, that sort of last resort hey i've got something hidden under the floor yeah the part that's interesting here is um her kind of you know, doing this because this there's two kind of almost separate things here because you've got the sort of like um, Teddy and uh, Christina are part of the simulation, but the, the fundamental idea, like the the mechanic sort of idea of there's a pearl underneath this thing, which is kind of the like the the power source, or like the heart of it, kind of thing. Um, I think that's an interesting idea. So I I liked the idea there, um, and it makes sense that you'd have to you know smash the floor and then take it out and, and yeah. do whatever with it. Um, plus the fact that it's also a pearl, which is you know the same ones that are used in the people's heads, I thought was quite good. So I again I liked the idea of that, just the way it ties into Teddy and Christina and Maya. I just think is a silly idea. But um, yeah, what did you think of this? Um, I guess we call them pearls, don't they, or brains or power sources, whatever. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it, we knew that something was different from Dolores right from you know very early on. I mean, she was she was the first. She was the the instigator f- for the rebellion in the first place. It sort of makes sense that you know she's the most experienced and advanced of all those hosts, and that is clearly the original, um, albeit one that's you know had a lot of enhancements and changes and all that sort of stuff to it and and they've put this other like christine uh, personality over the top of it to try and sort of keep it in some form of control and contain it but um yeah it sort of makes sense that as the storyteller she is the one that that they've used to try and control the human population so i I quite like that as an idea i do think that sort of works Mm mm-hmm so yeah, again, like I said, the mechanic of it is interesting, just not how it relates to the characters involved necessarily. Yeah. So, 
Uh, a, deteriora- a t- deteriorating Caleb, um, a wounded Frankie, and Stubbs stop to rest. Stubbs worries that they uh, won't escape the city. That's a fair um, yes. uh, concern. Uh, while Caleb uh, remains determined to do right by his daughter, they take up refuge at a convenience store um, where Frankie tells Caleb that uh, a Wade died of cancer years ago. I believe that was just the mum slash wife, yes. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, died of cancer a while ago. Uh, Caleb's body is failing him, just like his other bodies have. Uh, Frankie observes, but um, he won't explain himself to her. Uh, yeah, the idea here is interesting with... Because um, this is kind of the conversation where it's like, hey, I'm not like... Because there's been a billion of me, basically, and we saw that in the uh, uh, the escape scene episode part um, that we talked about a few episodes ago. Um, because his, the, 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 basically what he's saying, the one that you know, um, that you grew up with, I'm not him. I look like him and I have, you know, the memories and stuff, but I'm not the exact same person and that his body is, uh, is failing him. Uh, I thought this was kind of sad. Um, I did wonder as well, because we hadn't seen the mother slash wife, uh, Wade, um, is that how you'd say that name, Wade? Yeah, but yeah. It, I mean that that sort of yeah, it makes sense that she died somehow at some point. I mean, you know, um, and I mean, Frankie must have realised that he wasn't the exact her same. actual father, because he's exactly the same age and looks no different. So you know, clearly, she's she must have realised. So you know, the fact that the fact that his body is failing him what she probably didn't know about is the fact that the human brain isn't able to go into host bodies and you know for any length of time i mean and we've known that for a while that's been an ongoing thing about you know they can't they can't move the conscious of a of a genuine human into a host body um for any length of time before it's deteriorated because we've seen them try that before so you know but she wouldn't be aware of that Mm -hmm. um yeah i'd kind of wondered like where did the where did a Wade go? Because we hadn't seen her for quite some episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, did you notice? But this is going back a few episodes to the ones that you weren't on here with me. Um, the guy that was supposed to be Caleb's friend, um, who was uh, who ended up, uh, you know, trying to hurt the, the two of them. Mm-hmm. That was uh, I don't know. If, I don't know what you remember of Good Girls. I remember you watched some of it, uh, and then I I watched uh, like all the rest of it and that. That was uh, the guy that played Rio. In oh right, good girls. He was kind of the main like, I don't know what you'd call him, the the main person that the girls were was were dealing with, in the show. That was that uh, same actor. It's just a shame he wasn't on this for too many episodes. Really, I think it was like two episodes he was on this show for. So oh yeah, uh, to Manny Montana. Um, I actually know him from. Uh, oh, he's in Mayans. Um, there was oh, okay. Uh, what was the show that I Graceland was the show that I know him from. Oh, okay. How much did you end up watching of Good Girls? Uh, a couple of episodes, I think. I don't. I it, not that it was a bad show. I just never got back to it at all. Yeah, I remember when you said you'd watched a few of it. You'd hooked. You'd got me interested in it, and then I like watched all of it. So that was that was quite interesting. But yeah, yeah. he was in. Uh, he was in that show, which got cancelled after four seasons. So, um, but uh, yeah, had you wondered where Wade had gone? Because we hadn't seen her for like a no, long I time. just kind of assumed she died because i mean in i hadn't really thought too much i mean clearly she died somehow mm-hmm. because she'd be a, a 
pretty old at that point. Right. If, I mean, you know, because you forward 20 years or so, mm-hmm. given the age of what Frankie is now, you know, she was probably, it was at least 15, 20 years. Yeah, yeah. So, so. Uh, uh, Hale visits uh, OG William in prison upon discovering his body member had been stabbed by other William and then discovered by Stubbs he said to leave him and now uh, Hale has found the same body uh, Hale remarks finally got what you wanted Clementine steps out the shadows uh, Clementine's a very interesting character we'll talk about her in a minute uh, and after a brief back and forth uh, convinces Hale to set her free Hale sends a, a handful of hosts after the um, errant William copy in an effort to slow him down William kills his pursuers uh, it says here hey Jonathan Tucker I, I didn't. I don't think I recognise that person. I I, I didn't either. Um, I, I kind of half recognised him. I thought he was. It was um, Major Craddock. He played in Westworld previously, but I hadn't actually uh, twigged. That's exactly who it was. Uh, I don't recognise that name. So, uh, but yeah, William pursues his. Uh, William kills his pursuers and communicates with Hale using a pair of glasses that project her onto a nearby uh, tree stump. It's here we learn William's new goal to destroy the Sublime, so he sets off uh, for the Hoover Dam on horseback, which we see a bit later. Um, I thought this stuff was was quite good. Again, this is the continuation of the William things and it's it, again it's him it's him wanting you know to win the game which is kind of what he's always wanted since season one um he fails in quite a dramatic way which we'll get to a bit later but um yeah it's him versus uh Hale, which is interesting because it's kind of been him versus Maeve a lot in the past mm-hmm. they've, they've had a lot of their rivalry I mean William's kind of been fighting everybody in the show really but oh, uh, yeah. I, I think this is the first time he's properly like gone up against um Dolores Hale, so that was uh quite good. Um, yeah, made for some made for some pretty good stuff. It continued uh, all of that. What did you make of uh, Williams' pursuit here? Yeah, I mean, this this sort of was uh, was good. I mean, it, it's nice to see this version of William back again. I mean, I, there is a slight criticism of I, I wish there'd been a more clear goal for William other than just complete chaos and destroy everything because mm. you know the the sort of being the only host left alive on earth um, or being the only thing left alive on earth that I sort of get but then going on and going right I'm going to sub- destroy the sublime as well uh, do you think it's a bit of like a I know Thanos had a slightly different idea but it's the same kind of like I want to just kill people i mean i know thanos's goal was like balance. well yeah no yeah no because thanos was thanos had a point uh right you know yeah the 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 the, i I, that was the genius of of of, with thanos was the fact that you could certainly look at him and go okay i don't agree with how you're going about this but also you're not wrong whereas williams is just destroy everything purge chaos yeah yeah purge chaos you know i can understand 
him saying, well, humanity's screwed, I'm just going to kill them all. But then to go after his own kind as well, um, it, it sort of would have made more sense if it was the human version that was doing that. And at the end of the day, I mean, he is saying, I am William. And he's sort of become, you know, he is saying that I am not a host anymore. I am William. I am the man in black. Um, I'm going to continue his goals. And that I found a little bit more difficult to take because Mm. he is then completely destroying his own kind as well as destroying the humans. And he's just, so it just becomes, I'm going to destroy everything and be the only thing left, which is a little odd. Um, cause it's just completely deranged at that point. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not entirely sure that worked as well as, as they hoped it would. I mean, the way I looked at this was like, because since season one it's been I want to win the game and I'm going to you know do my gunslinging thing and just cause chaos he hasn't won that before has he so I feel like this was him trying to get get back to that because mm-hmm. um, it was always the it was always the one last it's a bit like you know in those crime shows and stuff it's like oh always like one last heist kind of thing yeah yeah uh, one last job type thing Um, so to me it felt like that of like okay well it will cause chaos and everything but i, I want to win the game let's try one last game and just yeah. keep trying over and over and over again so yeah that was kind of where that landed for me i i, I kind of get what you mean but um i just think yeah. this, this was a william that had just i guess got, it, gone gone a bit further so yeah i mean it, as i say if he if he wanted to destroy all the humanity and or everything that was on earth because earth is screwed anyway i'd sort of get that but then to go on and decide to destroy the sublime as well i wasn't that that didn't work for me particularly Mm -hmm. yeah uh in her reality christina spots maya uh sitting on a bench under a large tree it's a quiet scene in which maya tells christina that she can choose which parts of the world she sees she talks of an ancient order and a deep sleep uh referring of course to the natural world and its beauty um this is kind of where they reveal kind of that Maya also isn't real. Um, it this was this was this along alongside the uh, I mean the balcony scene I think was more interesting and better. I'm not saying this scene was bad, but it, the the other one was sort of more interesting. Um, it's just again this is kind of Westworld being Westworld the whole like not I don't know if you call it Shakespearean stuff, but like all, all this like deep chatter about ancient order and a deep peace and you know the the deep meaning of the world and stuff but my my kind of problem is you the the build up to all of this and the reveal of it and how it just doesn't stick together and then you try and explain it in like a in like a more detailed deeper meaning way and it it just it just didn't land um Mm -hmm. and again maya also not being real is uh this this doesn't really work either for me. So, um, what did you think of uh, the Maya scene? Well, yeah, I mean, it's essentially she's in kind of a a um, 
I don't know a loading screen, I guess, at, the, at that point, because yeah, it, it, yeah. she's it, it's essentially it's the Windows desktop uh, is is what she started because it's it's just um, you know she's unplugged from everything, so she's still got her own like mind and stuff in there, but um, the environment she's in is something you know is is basically just this park that she's created as a sort of peaceful environment. But yeah, this was I mean you know fine yeah um I, not particularly interesting. Move on to the next thing you know. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Um, by the way, if you're on like PS5 and Series X, you don't don't get a lot of loading screens anymore. Um, it's interesting. I remember there was a there was a meme thing that went around uh, when those consoles launched of like hey when you were to- when you were like texting people um during loading screens you ain't got time for that anymore because the game's already loaded yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah uh yeah kind of was a bit like that but again yeah we'll, we'll move on from the maya stuff uh clementine and an armed civilian take turns attacking caleb frankie and Stubbs at the convenience store clementine shoots the nameless assailant before brutally killing Stubbs. very brutally actually as well um mm-hmm. again not not in a way that shocked me because i have a high tolerance for violence but the the mechanic here was still quite brutal uh she then briefly engages caleb in a fierce fight before frankie shoots her in the head with the one bullet she apparently did have left um this was kind of like bittersweet but i really like this scene um, I thought this was yeah. this was done pretty well. I, I was really really engaged with the fight between Clementine and Caleb again because either of them or both of them can kind of die, um, which when you have stakes in shows makes it more interesting because then it's not just you know ridiculous plot armor. Um, Stubbs going out the way he did here was um, he kind of got caught out a bit, and I don't like blame him for it necessarily, but. Um, because there's, there's certain characters sometimes in media where you see them and you think, ah, if you'd just done this instead of this and you didn't get caught out, then, you know. Um, but no, because he gets shot and then he gets his like head stabbed through something that's sticking out. Um, and then mm-hmm. that's just, yeah, it's it's very quick. So Yeah. Um, but yeah, two elements to talk about here. What did you think of Stubbs' death first? Well, this is what I was sort of saying earlier, was uh, what was interesting is... There, there weren't that many big drawn out fights between characters. I mean, it was like, you know, somebody turns up, there may be a bit of a conversation, but it was like somebody gets shot in the head. I mean, there was, there's a certain amount of realism to it of, of no chatting backwards and forwards, no kind of monologuing uh, yeah, or, yeah. Or, or sort of big, ridiculous fist fights. It, it was just like, you know, bang, dead. Uh, and there was quite a lot of that. There was the sort of same thing last week as well. So yeah, I mean, yeah, racking up the body counts. So yeah, it was it was so quick that day, particularly for a character that's been there for so long. Hmm, definitely. Um, but yeah, I, I I agree with you in the way it like we didn't get Clementine talking to Caleb for ten minutes, pointing a gun at him, being like, "Hey, this is my world," or yeah, whatever yeah, that, yeah. that type of stuff. Because it's like, just if you want to kill the person, just kill the person. Because um, what normally ends up happening in a situation like that. You get a character monologuing for five minutes or whatever. Might not be five minutes, but feels like it. And then they go to like take the safety off or cock the gun or whatever, and then shoot. And then someone whacks them over the head at the last second. Yeah. So it, it completely avoided that cliche, which was which was good. But no, I thought the actual fight between Clementine and Caleb was was really quite good. He he like just about managed to keep himself in that fight mm-hmm. um, until uh, the the one last bullet, um, which I quite like that because she she questions like, hey, do you actually have anything in that gun? 
Um, it turns out she did. So that was good. Yeah. Uh, William arrives at the Hoover Dam and begins his assault on the Sublime. Hale intercepts and confronts him, saying that William has been infected by his now-dead human counterpart. A fierce battle ensues. Not quite as fierce as the one we just had, but it was still pretty good. Uh, leading the two out and around the dam. They're just kind of walking, walking around all over this place. It was good. Um, around the dam uh, to as the sublime door, uh, as the sublime pulses. Uh, I'm going to keep going here, actually. Yeah. Uh, William gains the upper hand. And chases um, Hale into a nearby tunnel, uh, triggering, a, triggering a flashback in which we learn that Bernard's final message is actually a set of instructions. We are reminded how Bernard left a gun in that same tunnel uh, for Hale to use in this precise moment. Again, Bernard knew timelines and he's Doctor Strange. So, uh, And Hale intercept indeed um, grabs the gun, shoots William and carves the control unit out of his head. Uh, she grabs his pal... Um, to dust as she staggers away. Uh, yeah, I I was quite sort of. Uh, this was quite entertaining. This was quite good. Um, mm-hmm. Again, them kind of like walking up and down the stairs, shooting each other. Yeah, it, it, that that was good. It was more the the conclusion of this that I thought was interesting. Um, to 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 say the least. Uh, I thought that was that was done. Uh, pretty well. That the moment that kind of was like the shocking, surprising thing is like her actually carving his head open. Um, and like taking the thing out, like because she does that with a knife or something. So yeah, yeah. Seeing his head like that, I thought was like, wow, that was quite shocking. So, um, what did you think of this whole confrontation? Well, yeah, I mean, again, it comes down to, to yes, there is a, a fight sequence here. You, I was looking at it going, why are you shooting at her, William? You've just discovered she's got this ridiculously tough kind of titanium or whatever body armor. You're not gonna do any damage. By shooting mm. your little gun, at, I mean, quite, quite big gun, but it's still not going to do much damage by shooting at her. So, I mean, this is not a fight he's going to win. It was never a fight he's going to win. So, yeah, and and then she gets to to that point of, uh, and you know, Bernard, you know, the Doctor Strange of the Westworld uh, had had left that gun for her. So. He, you know, they, they, I, I thought this was quite nicely set up, uh, and then you know, William very, very definitely dead. I mean, I think at this point, because the host William is dead, the real William is dead. Um, so yeah, I mean, the the body count was very high this this episode. Yeah, yeah, certainly was. So, um, yeah, it it uh concluded relatively well I, I think for William again it's just the push of like I, I have to win this game so I'm just going to keep trying to fight in some way I suppose so there we go uh, Caleb and Frankie meet um, Odina at the docks where Caleb tells Frankie the truth uh, that her father died long ago and that his body is dying uh, we did already speak about that I think I glued these two scenes together earlier um, yeah. uh, that his body is dying and they tearfully say goodbye um the actual goodbye of this because like again the whole like mum died and i'm you know my body's uh, whatever that that stuff was all quite good the actual goodbye didn't really sort of i mean it was emotional but the actual sort of like you're gonna go and leave and that it, that didn't quite land for me as well as like everything else here so yeah i don't know i mean i i think there is 
it's difficult. It's one of those things that I can see where where Caleb was coming from and sort of saying, no, I'm not going to go with you. I'm going to stay here because, I, the, I mean, he's probably not got that much long left given how we see how he's deteriorating. Um, she's already had to live through watching her mother die. Do you really want to put her through actually having to watch the closest thing that she has to a father die as well and relatively mm. imminently having just met him I, I so i sort of i get his his idea for you know saying no i'm staying here i am not and and sort of saying you know i know i look like him but i'm not him um so i yes i sort of get the reasoning behind that yeah um so yeah that's their their goodbye the actual goodbye didn't really impact me but i thought like their conversation was yeah fairly good so that was that part using Dolores's pearl um Hale transfers Christina Teddy and their world into sublime this is where it sort of disappears or whatever there Christina realizes um she was able to bring Teddy back because Dolores loved him so so deeply uh before Teddy can be uh, too horrified about not existing Christina wakes up in her bed at first it's Teddy sitting at the foot of her bed but he uh, says transforms into Dolores. I don't specifically remember that. Uh, mm-hmm. As she looked and uh, sounded at Westworld all those years ago, she tells um, Christina that they are reflections of their creations and that humans will go extinct. And then we have the last paragraph after this. Uh, again, this is just where the episode doesn't really work, kind of, for, for me, the whole... I mean, I, I don't mind the like, the actual end scene of her being in Westworld and giving some monologues and stuff i thought that was okay it's just the mechanics of how you get there and everything um so yeah I, i'm i'm curious to see there's been there's been a few a lot of mentions about the sublime like she's talked about it a lot of the other characters talked about it bernard certainly talked about it um the one thing you could possibly do next season is explore a bit of that I suppose. Well, I mean, that's really the only option you've got left at this yeah. point. I mean, you could do bits and pieces out in the real world, but there aren't that many people left in the real world. So, hmm. um, and and why would they leave the sublime where they could have, you know, whatever they, what I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Um. What do you think of the scene, anyway? Yeah, I mean, I, I it's fine. It's it's, it's not a bit Westworld being Westworld, isn't it? Yes, there is a certain amount of that, I think, in this. <laughs> um, and I think it's more interesting is the next bit where we actually sort of end up yeah well yeah where where the it actually ends. I, I'm sort of with you. It's one of those things that I don't have a huge problem with where they ended. There's a few missteps, I think, in just how they got there. To me, how they got there, yeah, mm. yeah. So uh, again, I don't, I don't like hate it. I'm not raging at it or anything. It's just sort no. of, eh, you know, okay, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Westworld season four finale, Kesarosara, ends with Christina striding um, through the burning streets of New York City as Dolores, um, while uh, a battered hail strips off her metal, sorry, her meat suit, her body suit, whatever you want to call it. Removes her control unit from her own head and grinds it up in her hand. Um, the final moments see Christina using the Sublime to return to Westworld, like the classic season one Westworld, where in a bit of narration she talks 
um, of her hope that things will be different now. Uh, I want to touch upon this, um, uh, the Dolores Hale stuff, um, because I don't really, I mean, is that her killing herself? She's taking, she's taking the thing out of her brain and leaving herself on the side and then her thing is, is rotting. Um, but as that was happening, I was like, okay, like you, you sort of beat William and then... Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Again, I didn't completely hate it. It was just sort of all right. Like I, I was, I was very just sort of neutral on it. Yeah. I mean, I guess once the sublime's closed, nobody can re-open it because the only person that can open it is Bernard, and Bernard's either gone or disappeared into the sublime, whichever you think happened. But so once it's shut once she closed it again she had nowhere else to go um and she hates humans so that she isn't going to want to be you know no. in a world with the rest of the humans so it sort of makes sense that maybe she'd go well i'm done and just kill herself but i yeah um hmm because, I mean, the other choice would have been for her to sort of stand as a sort of guardian of that dam just in case. Because, I mean, although the Sublime's there, if there's nobody managing that dam, is it going to fall to bits at some point? And if that is the case, I mean, there is that. If you're talking, I mean, that dam might stand for a few hundred years, but at some point it's probably going to break down. And when it breaks down, that's the Sublime gun. <laughs> right. So, hmm. it is... so I mean, I but I don't know. I, I mean, yeah. I don't know how long the Hoover Dam could last. I mean, maybe it lasts for a thousand years, but in, that's still a thousand years. It, you know, it's not. It, at some point, that dam is going to collapse, and that's going to kill everybody that's in the supply. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, but the one kind of part I do like here, um, the actual like last part, uh, Christine uh, returning to Westworld and saying like, "Hope things will be different now." Um, it's ambiguous, which is interesting because again, you mm-hmm. could go one way or the other. That could be the last scene of Westworld. Because um, as much as I'm not all okay with like characters' fates and mechanics and how things got there and if things make sense and whatever, that is like an end cap. I think works as a sort of one way or the other thing um because again the question arises is okay you end there you've got a somewhat ambiguous thing where changes have been made but will the changes make effect but if you decide to do a season five and that's where you've essentially restarted ish things uh where do you go from there because i in terms of doing that again i don't have the brain to tell you where you where you'd necessarily go from that um so the the ambiguity of it is an interesting Mm -hmm. place to put it because again even if you go from there like how do you actually end this like given where we are with westworld and where everybody is and what's happened how do you actually end the show in a in like a normal way because it because these aren't human characters that you just sort of because you usually what you do obviously when you have a uh, final season you either kill off characters or you say 
clearly to audience like this is what's happening to this character they are doing this thing now or they are set free or they are whatever um and again within westworld and copies of people and anthology versions of people how do you how do you properly sort of do that with with everybody um it's very interesting watching this and then watching better call soul as well which obviously we won't get into that here but um how that deals with its characters fates and stuff um as opposed to again they're very very obviously very 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 different shows <laughs> but uh, uh yeah it's, again I, I i'm neutral on the kind of if you want to continue i'm curious about the idea because it will be something that won't be what we just saw um but if you want to kind of cap it off there i guess it's a, it's not the worst place you could kind of end it no so um but what, what do you think of the end cap part here yeah I, i'm sort of with you i i think it it's sort of it seems to be implying that um, Dolores is there. She is. I mean, they they talked before about the sublime being a place where you can imagine basically anything. Dolores has the memories of all the humans, and she's trying to create a version of Westworld by the looks of things, where she is imagining the humans. She is imagining. She's sort of finding the hosts because we know the the hosts minds are in there um and she's trying to create some sort of world where the humans live on in a kind of virtual form um but the earth is definitely destroyed so uh, yeah it's this kind of ambiguous ending I, i and i'm part of me thinks if you're gonna go back and do a fifth season it may feel a bit forced. I think you might be, this might be a good place to stop it mm-hmm. because it's ambiguous. It's not the greatest end of any TV show I've ever seen, but it's, it, it's good enough. And I think it, it works enough to wrap sort of things up. I mean, you've killed almost everybody. The hosts are in the sublime. Humanity is basically dead. Mm. Um, I mean, it's not exactly an uplifting ending, but well, it's Westworld, so but it's Westworld, yeah. So you know, it, I, it, I think this is a firm place to end it. It doesn't leave me thinking what's happening with this, what's happening with that. No, exactly. It, I think so... it wraps things up reasonably well. Right. So I mean, yeah. there are places you could go, but I wouldn't be disappointed if they came back and said no, that's a finale. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's the end of the show at the moment. Again, we'll see what happens, and we'll decide what to do from there. Uh, we do still have some emails and feedback to get into. Um, I would say you could write in, but we don't have another podcast planned. Mm. Uh, but um, well, I suppose, well, well that there would be kind of another episode because if we if it doesn't come back, we'll do a series wrap up, and if it does come back, then we'll come back with it. So uh, you can still write in when the opportunity arises. Uh, if you like to do that, your questions, comments, thoughts, um, that type of stuff. Did you like the ending? Did you understand it? What did you think of the? simulation related stuff i'm sure there's plenty to talk about here so matthew at entertainmenttalk.org twitter etalkuk there's a contact page and information in your show notes as uh, an email box on the website version of the episode and a clickable email name in the show notes beth writes in says i like the ending and i'm fine with not having another season it's ambiguous <laughs> but made sense to me although i'm confused about uh you said Char- charlotte dolores i think we know who you're talking about anyway um yeah i'm kind of with you on that as well um Again, it's sort of, I understand what she did, just, it's like, oh, okay, sort of thing. 
Um, yeah. Which we sort of just discussed in that scene. So I'm I'm kind of with you there. We we both just kind of said like, yeah. Uh, if if we don't get another season, it's like okay, okay, kind of yeah, thing. that's fine. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks for writing in. Uh, Ryan says, um, thanks time, first time, long time. You're welcome. Uh, thought I'd write in in case there isn't another podcast. Uh, what do you actually think of Lisa and? Uh, Jonathan doing the Fallout TV show, I was okay with the with the finale. Um, so I guess you're talking in terms of specifics, like them going from this to Fallout, I suppose. Yeah. Um, well, it won't be like Fallout seventy six because it will be a TV <laughs> show and it will work. So um, yeah, you won't be having uh, those issues. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's a different genre, kind of, which is interesting. Um, you can kind of do a bit more of the Mandalorian-esque sort of stuff, like that desert-y sort of... Um, and th- I know it's not post-apocalyptic in, in Star Wars, the, the Mandalorian stuff, but that, that kind of desert-y sort of storytelling. Plus, you've got another opportunity for a masked hero. You just have to be careful with not falling into the Halo trap. Um, but again, you're kind of dealing with a different character because the character in Fallout is uh, a nameless vault dweller whereas in the mandalorian and in halo they're named characters that have got you know actors and stuff uh you know actors popular actors and that sort of thing so uh depends how that sort of goes but it, it'll be an interesting um shift i suppose going from this like complicated sort of cologne uh storytelling they've been doing with with westworld with all this mystery and theorizing and stuff um to sort of a how would you describe a Halo, uh, not Halo, a Fallout TV show? Kind of a survival wasteland apocalypse show, sort of. Yeah, I mean, it is. It, it is kind of um, that, I guess. But it's got this rather unique look to it because it's this sort of 1940s background. Um, so visually, it's quite interesting, and there's humour in it. And I mean you know what the thing with the vaults is that's a quite a huge thing you can play around with uh with with the fact that you know the vaults were were basically experiments um so there is a lot you can play around with that world i mean i love the fallout world i i I really do i think you know the um the fallout games have been so good generally i mean you know 76 actually much better game now than it was when it launched but um yeah, I mean, the world itself, I think, is really solid. And there's a lot to dig into there. Uh, mm. I, I mean, I don't know what approach they're going to take with it, but I'm I'm actually quite interested in this. I think this is something they can handle really, really well. Mm-hmm. That's on uh, Amazon, isn't it? This, uh... Yes, it's yeah. Amazon. It's uh, Prime Video doing it. Mm-hmm. So, just, just to pin something, if the show's bad, which I don't have any reason to say it could be, but, it, it you know, there's a possibility... I don't want to hear about like oh it's got budget problems because I've I've heard excuses like that for shows <laughs> no. before of like oh this show's bad and and they couldn't do this or that because of budget and I'll look at what network it's on and I'll be like no no you're not you're yeah. not you're no, not no, getting no, away no, with no, telling no, me that no 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 no, no. no. not so, for this um, I still maintain I remember when Titan season three came out and there were certain issues that people had with the show mainly like lack of characters using their powers and because um, that was that's that was the season that was on HBO Max wasn't it. Mm-hmm. And I remember some people coming out and being like, oh, it's got budget problems. And it's like, no, nah, this isn't on like 
the CW or like MTV or something. This is this is a HBO Max produced show, so yeah, I I'm not like taking that excuse. But again, it, it, even more so with Amazon, they got a lot of money. So, um, yeah. Right. Uh, so that's that part. Uh, let's move on to. We got sent a tweet this week. It's very short, very sweet. But I said that I would mention it as well. Uh, so I posted the uh, Season 4 Episode 7 review that we did last week, and Mark simply said, Westworld Season 3 Appreciation, nice. And I said, cheers, I'll include your tweet in the next podcast, which is, <laughs> we're, we're here now. So, um, yeah, it's good to see somebody else appreciating Season 3 and that. Uh, I still, th- and that, now that we've concluded Season 4, I still think Season 3 is the best one, uh, the most interesting one. Mm-hmm. Um, where, where, where do you, kind of, now, now that we've actually finished Season 4, where do you stand on the sort of seasons? Um, I'm still a fan of the first season, to be honest. Uh, I, I, I like the, the West, the original Westworld setup that, you know, I I mean, I I don't have an issue, a huge issue with any of the seasons. I wasn't as big of a fan of this season as maybe the, the previous, some of the previous ones. Um, but I, I think that first season really stands up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, from best to worst, I'd probably say three, one, two, four. Yeah, I think that's probably maybe. Yeah, that's, that's I, 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 I think probably this is go... still the weakest. Yeah, this one. Yeah. So, uh, and then last bit that we got here, uh, Harrison says, "I'll keep it short and sweet." Next season, possibly. Uh, I think you meant to say wouldn't be a park, but in the sublime. Yes. Yeah, we discussed that a little bit here. There's probably some conversation going on about that as well. Um. Yeah, I, I mean. Can you do, what do we have now, eight episodes of the show? Can you do eight episodes in the Sublime or would you have to, because you touched upon a bit earlier if you did some real world stuff and some Sublime. Yeah, I mean, you could possibly do both. You could possibly do the Sublime, them realising that they want to be out in the real world and maybe them coming back to the real world and it's devoid of humanity or maybe humanity did survive and they come back to find that humanity is still there. Uh, I mean, there is there, there are possibilities you could play with with that um but yeah i mean you would think the majority of it would probably have to be in the sublime but you could possibly mix some real world stuff in there i don't know mm-hmm. yeah uh, again we'll update when we have an update um we can't really do another podcast until we know what's going on uh don't know how long that will take but we'll see uh, kind of what happens but again we're middle you know if, if it comes back for another season cool if it doesn't that's also kind of cool so mm-hmm. we shall see but anyway that's what we got for you for this season of Westworld uh, David thank you for your time across this season thank you for joining me um, it's been good fun we've not enjoyed it as much as previous seasons but it's still been fun to talk about yeah. so thank you for joining me for that uh, we'll, have, we'll of course still have two Better Call Saul podcasts uh, one tomorrow and then one next week that is the end of the show uh, for that one we, we know that for definite uh, and possibly the end of the actual franchise for Breaking Bad but we'll talk about that later uh in the meantime you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org uh, tv games films and main night podcast so take a look out for what we've got for all of that uh if you want to support the podcast and entertainment talk you can simply listen to more episodes that we've got you can find them on the website entertainmenttalk.org and on your favorite podcast platforms uh, you can also tell other people about what we're doing um with the, we cover a lot of different stuff so just tell them about the website and what we do and where they can find all of it uh, you can also tell people of course by using social media as well if you want to support us through patreon if you'd like to do that uh five dollar ten dollar level tier the ad free podcast and review options have a look at that as well 
if you'd like to. Uh, TV and film news, if you want to know what is happening with Westworld, of course, lots of people will be reporting that, but I'm sure you will as well, David, if and when that happens. Uh, but TV and film news over on geektown.co.uk, Geektown Radio, uh, Geektown Radio episodes come out on Tuesdays. But David runs that. David, what is going on with Geektown? Uh, news and air dates, of course, so you can find it at geektown.co.uk. Latest episode of Geektown Radio is up at 352. We have from Hollywood North News and he had a ton of reviews this week uh, so mm. he did Prey and Bullet Train uh, he watched the latest season of Riverdale so you don't have to uh, he reviewed <laughs> Emily the Criminal uh, we talked a bit about Star Trek Strange New Worlds the disaster movie Moonfall uh, I did a little review of Two Point Campus the video game talked about La Brea and the Sandman and there's loads of TV news on there um, but go and check that out that's Geek Town Radio 352 you can find that wherever you get your podcast and also on geektown.co.uk mm-hmm. yep somebody needs to watch and cover riverdale uh just a little shout out as well alex myers covers uh riverdale on youtube and it's very very funny so type in alex myers and find his videos uh, you can also find other people involved with entertainment talk uh you can uh, and geek town as well you can find bex uh she's streaming pretty much daily if trista byt trista b-y-t-e-s uh for classic games retro streams tomb raider uh, chat streams all that type of stuff you can follow her on instagram and twitter as well uh etalk uk for me over on twitch you can find my different gaming streams and if you miss those the fifa career mode episodes or the game clips you can find those archived on youtube entertainment talk plays thanks very much for listening this season and we'll see you next time goodbye bye <laughs>